the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Get you a first half unders t-shirt or anything else in store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And use promo code MADNESS, that is M-A-D-N-E-S-S, for 10% off all orders of $40 or more. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. And got my guy Scott Studio right show with me. Scott, what's going on? And nothing much. Looking forward to going through the Friday card. A bit of a shorter Friday card than usual, but it's not going to stop us. We're going to go through all the games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Funny story. We had the SGPN happy hour. Scott wouldn't know because he wasn't there. Uh, he was probably asleep, as Scott does at times during the day. You I, were probably I might, I might have been sleeping. Yeah. I literally, like, I was like, Scott's not here. And I looked at the time, and I'm like, Scott's probably taking a nap because he's going to stay up throughout the night. So Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and so it's hilarious because we said, all right, we're going to do a group bet. And so we said, we're going to do one plus money bet. Somehow that turned into a three-team parlay. No idea how that happened. I think I had something to do with it, but I'm not going to say that I did. And I'm not going to say I did it, but I might have. And uh, my play in the parlay was the Knicks first half. And so when the Knicks didn't cover the first half, I was kind of thinking in my head, man, I really hope Villanova loses. So I'm not the only one that blew the parlay. I was going to say Cal, Cal Poly was, you know, <laughs> the, the, the squad that actually kept yeah, it that together. Was, but. Yeah, and it's crazy. Out of the three picks, Cal Poly was the only one that got us to go. But I was sitting there, I was like, man, I really hope Villanova doesn't win because then I'd be the one that killed the parlay for us. I'm trying to remember. I think I was sleeping, and then I woke up immediately watching the Islanders come back in the third period against the Penguins. So that was kind of my <laughs> sports experience uh, of yesterday. But overall, kind of... Uh, I'm happy for Maddie, first of all, who hit a uh, D-Gen plus 450 tennis play at 3.30 in the morning. Represent Maddie. I ended up uploading a podcast of tennis at about 2 in the morning. So, yeah, a bit of a long night for me. But either way, I uh, know we got a couple games to go through. Looking forward to it. And briefly, I'm going to ask you about one game from yesterday because we're going to try to make this episode shorter. Any takeaways from the Knicks game last night? From the Knicks game? I thought. I mean, I thought they were resilient in that second half. They were. Like, I was kind of just wondering because yeah. Brunson, I know, got hurt again, and they kind of yeah, scramble there at the end. He probably shouldn't have played. He probably shouldn't have. Like they keep saying foot. Like they keep saying foot sprain or like a discomfort in his foot. When we all clearly saw him roll his ankle mm-hmm. in the Miami Heat game, I believe it was. Like we clearly saw that. Like with our own eyes, we saw him roll his ankle. So I, I don't know. I think that they're trying to – they understand how valuable he is to the team and they're trying to rush him back. And it's like, dog, we're straight. Like, we'll be all right. Like, I'm pretty – I don't 
The Knicks have some meltdowns. They really, really do. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of meltdowns that the Knicks have. But I think that they're in a comfortable position right now where we can hold on to, you know, the positioning we're at. But they, I, I think that they handled that Brunson thing a little off. I don't know what the doctor said. I'm not going to speculate that. But if he's not 100%, like, just rest him, guys. We, we just came off a nine-game win streak. Like, just rest him. It seemed like they were rushing him back a little bit, but the Knicks fought valiantly. They were down 20. They made it a game, which mm-hmm. was definitely, you know, a fun end to the TNT uh, actual broadcast of the game because it kind of came down to the wire. The total was a sweat if you had the under or the over in that game. I believe it went under by one point. But the only takeaway that I had from yesterday just in general was something that I knew going in. I think the Warriors are not a very good basketball team, and I've said it before this year. People Mm. keep waiting on them. I know Wiggins still hasn't played and all, but once again, I'm not going to take them seriously to win a title when a team is 7-26 and on the road. They can't win road games. Like We've talked about it for weeks or months at Mm -hmm. this point. I've just accepted the fact that Golden State, especially with them probably not being a top-four seed, that means they have to steal home court advantage in every series they're in, and they're seven and twenty-six on the road. I'm not mm-hmm. sold on Golden State, but I've said that before. Don't want to sound like a broken record, but all my doubts were kind of proven again when a shorthanded Memphis team beat the crap out of them yesterday. Yeah, I think I wasn't using yesterday as the I reached that conclusion weeks ago. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, example. yeah, yesterday, if you're, if you're on one side, yesterday really didn't change anything for you because Memphis is a really good home team in their own right. Yeah. And we know what how Memphis gets down without John Morant. They find ways to win games. So, uh, And, I mean, there was no way they, they weren't getting up for that game against the Golden State Warriors, especially after the Jay Mark Green show. So uh, it, it, was a, it was interesting to watch in the fact that you realize a couple of things that I realized from that game. One, Dylan Brooks is still a really good defender. Uh, but Steph Curry is just on another level. And I think he's, that he's so good. Like, there's, <laughs> there's like, it's really crazy he's because so I'm good. watching the game and I'm like, man, this is really good defense by Dylan yeah. Brooks. But and then you look at the bot score and it's like, wow, that had zero effect at all. Like, Steph still had 29 on. Over fifty percent shooting. So Poole had twenty two points. I can't remember a sim- a single basket in the entire game that he had. Yeah, yeah. I think it was all Steph for me, and it was just one of those nights where I just felt like, dang, man, Steph is really good at basketball. Like, I'm just pointing out the home road splits there. Yeah, no. So the home road, it, up. it is, and I think it's concerning to an extent. But I'm just curious. Like, I'm really curious how that translates over to the playoffs. I really want to say that. It's, it's di- I, th- I just think going on the road and playoff atmosphere is different than, you know, just regular season road. Woes. It's definitely like, different, but it's added pressure and definitely not a situation Golden State wants when the home road splits are that noticeable and you have to win yeah. a game and you're not going to have home court advantage probably in any round of the playoffs. But what I will say that I feel comfortable in is I feel comfortable in the resiliency of the top guys. And when you just he- listen to them talk about it, Steph talked about it in an interview last night prior to TNT. Draymond talks about it on his show every time they lose a road game, that they have confidence in being that this is a mental block that they have a chance of getting over. And if they do get over it, 
then they're right there in the discussion with everybody for making it to the NBA Finals. But, especially with Durant now with the ankle injury. Yes, really, especially with that. And, man, all right, we I said we were going to keep this short. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about Durant. Up, real, we'll talk about Durant really, really quickly, but because this is all kind of coinciding the same conversation when we're talking about futures. And they say it's three like weeks. You, yeah, they say three weeks. I don't buy that. I I think he's done for I think he's done for maybe until the last week of the season and he gets like two to three games with that group before they go with into the Durant's history, it's at least a month, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I really I didn't want to say it was season ending because no. I know maybe regular maybe regular over. season regular season ending. Yeah. I would not be surprised if it's regular season ending. I think he gets two to three games just to kind of build some more chemistry, but from what you saw in them three games, like and how he just kind of stepped in. You feel pretty decent that if he doesn't go the rest of the season and you bring him back for round one, that you still have that first round matchup against whoever. Hopefully, might be the Lakers. It might be the Lakers. Hopefully, it's not the Mavericks. That's well, I hope it is the Mavericks for our viewpoint, but for their viewpoint, they probably should hope it's not the Mavericks just because it's going to be like Kevin Durant's going to have to come back on all cylinders, which I don't think is a hard thing. Like when I sit here and think about it, every single injury that Kevin Durant has gotten, he's come back and, and looked like he's never missed a beat. Mm. Like I can't think of any time where Kevin Durant got injured and he came back and I'm sitting here like, oh, he, he needs some time to work back in the game shape or he's looks a little off shooting the ball or anything like that. No, every time Kevin Durant, I, he came back from an Achilles. I think he had 30. Yeah. Like, so honestly, I think the Suns are good, but now I'm, going through the West and looking for, hey, if this Suns team does lose, who am I pushing up in that spot? I'm not even sure at this point. I, I don't think it's Golden State, though. I, I really don't. The defense hasn't traveled on the road all season long. Clay's still a bit too streaky for me. I'm not a fan of the front court depth. They really have a lot of flaws. And Curry's had some durability issues this year. And they need him to stay healthy. And... So my, but my thing with that is like with all get, the flaws they have, you want to pick the team with championship experience that's done a no, not even again. just championship and, experience. I'm, I'm like, we're it's the same thing with the Mavs and Luca. It's the same thing with Mavs and Luca before Kyrie got there, and even now, honestly, you're just sitting there and you're banking like, wow, this team does have a lot of flaws. They don't have no size. They don't have all this stuff. But they got Luka Doncic, and I feel like that if they got that, then you know they can win a series or two. Like so. It's it's very interesting. This West, like the West is wide open where I can honestly say that I can see a possibility outside of the Clippers of everybody that's in contention in the West just getting hot at the right time. I can agree with you there, but assuming that KD is not going to get back or however that works out, I think we agree if Phoenix is healthy, we're picking them. Oh, I'll, pick Denver, I'll pick Denver as my runner-up because at least they'll be at home for every series and their home record's phenomenal. I don't feel great about it. But if every team in the West is flawed, I'll take the team that's one of the best home teams in the league getting home court throughout the playoffs. Yeah. If, if I uh, had to pick one backup option. And what's their – they're like 30 and what? Munaf's asking, $100 free roll to win the championship. Who are you picking? The Clippers or the Warriors? Warriors? I'm taking the Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, I'm, not, Warriors. I'm not taking the Clippers far, under any circumstance. By far. Munaf, are you offering me a $100 free roll for a championship bet? Because I will – you you could take my $100 and put it on, on the Warriors right now. I just I roasted the, the Warriors. Warriors. I'll gladly agree with, with Terrell on that one. You can throw 100 there. If you're, if you're offering, I'd rather take it on the Warriors. But anyway, uh, 
that's kind of all I got to say about the actual games from Thursday. You want to move on to Friday? Yeah, let's go ahead and get to the first game of the slate. We have the rare 7 o'clock start time on the East Coast for this team. The Portland Trailblazers going to play the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia. 76ers are laying 9, open up at 8.5, sitting at 9. 232 is the total. That opened up at 229.5. Oh, looky here. Anthony Simons is questionable for the Portland Trailblazers tonight. Uh Pretty much about the same for them, but Anthony Simons, that's the big news. And for the 76ers, James Harden is not on the injury report, so expect a full-strength 76ers team tonight. All right. That's probably where that half a point of line movement went was because James Harden was not on the injury report. Well, he's not injured. They just gave him the game off uh, last time out, and they ended up dominating Minnesota anyway. Yeah. All right. Lion 9 with Philly at home. Yeah, I'm t- uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to lay nine Philadelphia <laughs> at home. Uh, I, I don't think Portland's any good. I've roasted this team for a while. I actually watched the first meeting in the head-to-head because I had an Embiid prop in this game, mm-hmm. uh, and I saw Philly was up by a ton. They were up by 20-plus at the half. Then they took their foot off the, gu- the gas, and you ended up seeing uh, Portland come back to some degree, but Philly won by 10. I'm picking Philly. This team's playing good basketball. Harden last game had basically 20 assists against the, the Pacers, and they ended up beating Minnesota anyway, and he didn't play. Simons might play, keyword maybe. I think Philly beats the crap out of him, to be honest. The only hope Portland has to really compete with the top-tier teams is if they can get 40-plus plus from Lillard, and they still need other guys to show up. Mm-hmm. I just think Philly's got too many weapons. Who are going to throw on Embiid? Eubanks? Good luck with that. Uh, I'll go with Embiid to have a huge game. He's had 39-plus in two straight games. I think he, he could be in line for another big performance. They're also at home, and Philly at home has been very good this season. I'm going to take the Sixers. I just think that they're going to bury this team. Hmm. I mean, who's who's guarding Dave? Do you want to include Tybal or assume? I'm, I'm not sorry. Tybal is his teammate now. Um, yeah, that's what I was about yeah. to say. Like their best defender is now his teammate. So I'm like, who's at, at this point? Really, who's guarding Dame in this? I'm game? trying to think of who is their best like on ball defender now. I would. I mean, I still think it's PJ Tucker, but it's gonna I, be. It's probably Tucker, but I know Tobias Maxie is, been a bit is really up good. Maxie's just really active defensively. I wouldn't really say he's like their. Well, he probably is their best. I don't think Max is a good defender. I think he's active. I mean, you want to throw him like a Shake Milton type? Like, I don't don't even know. I don't – I truly – that's – so, at this point in the season, and yes, we're going to talk about the Tybal revenge game. At this point in the season, I'm really confused on the Portland Trailblazers and not really more confused, but I'm just deciding on do I think that Dame is going to get 40 tonight? Because if I think he's going to get 40 tonight, I think that they're going to be in the game. I think Dame's going to get 40 tonight because I'm really trying to think of who's about to slow Dame down in this game today. So J- JR said who I thought it was. I thought it might be Melton. I said Milton, but apparently it's Melton. So either way, I guess that's their best defender. But I feel like if you expect Lillard to go nuts, then just bet Lillard to go nuts. Like I don't, You don't have to yeah. drag Portland into it. Yeah, you know? no. And that's ultimately what I was what I was referring to. I think my best bet here is going on Damian Lillard just to have another good game. But I mean 
I said it. If I think Damian Lillard goes 40, I think Portland's in the game. So I'll I'll suck it up and I'll take Portland plus nine. But I'm not betting it, of course. I'd rather just put whatever I was going to put on Portland on Dame and just watch Dame the entire game. This this is really bad. I expect to see a pretty similar story to what I saw with them against Boston. Now, Boston does have more defenders that could switch on to Lillard, and Lillard mm-hmm. still had a pretty good game there with 27 points. But I expect to see a similar script. Boston just shows up at home against a pretty underwhelming team. They open up a double-digit lead in the coast. I see a pretty similar script. Maybe not by 22, but I think Philly wins by like 15. Yeah, Jr. said um, talked about. He talked. Jr.'s talking about Melton and Jalen McDaniel's in the McDaniel's chat. a good call. Yeah. yeah, no, and they're all good. They're they're all really solid defenders. But none of them, I still see like you know at the level of where they're slowing Dame Lillard from getting what he wants in this game. And it's gonna have to be coaching on Doc Rivers' part, which we've <laughs> said on this show that we're not necessarily all the way there on that as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm on Dame. Just just give me another big game. Uh, Dame game today. All right, let's go over to the total 232. I was going to say, what is your uh, Tybal revenge play? Oh, I was going to say that for the prop section. I mean, I let's look back at his scoring again. He's actually been hitting a couple of threes every now and then. That's what I've been saying. Like, I feel like he's going to come back in here and just be like, they didn't want me to shoot. And now... Portland's not mad, if, but then again, Anthony Simon's playing in this game, so it might not well, be. Well, he might play. He's still questionable, but I'm assuming he's going to play. Let's see. Uh, he shot four. Like He was 0 for 4 from 3, but he shot 4 against Boston. Like mm-hmm. The fact that he's even getting those attempts up, 1 for 3, 1 for 6, 2 for 5, 2 for 4, and then the there's that... There. It, and then there's that random five three five for six day against Golden State. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what's his three point prop? Do you see it? Uh, I'll pull it up right now. Uh, well, I'll ask you this. Let's assume it's at one and a half. Do you really want to bank on him to hit multiple threes, or do you rather just take one? Nah, it's got to be multiple. I wouldn't. Na- I wouldn't take one. Well, it depends what that one and a half is priced at. But for the for the most part, I think I'm just going to three. That's probably going to be like that. Three has probably got to be like four or five to one. Like I don't even see it up, so that's why I was asking. Yeah, well, uh, it probably be up later in the day. Yeah. All right, his threes plus money. It should be. A, it should be like plus one ninety, like something. Ex- he doesn't. Come on. He's like, what is he? What is he on the season from three? Yeah, I don't see any three pointer props uh, for Tybal. Yeah, okay, he's thirty six percent on the season. Like he's actually not horrible. Thirty six. Yeah, that's actually really not. But he he should be getting plus money for one and a half. How he plays, he should get plus money for one and a half. I'll play that. That's a fun play. I think I'd rather take the steals or something defensive related because he's going to be on a hard, and I can see him really just hounding him. Mm-hmm. I can see a couple of steals in this game for Tybal. Yeah, I'm. I like that. All right, 232 is total. Uh, For this one, I'm going to lean to the over in this one. Philly's been playing a lot of high-scoring games lately. Uh, I just think you're going to end up seeing Harden dominate the pick-and-roll just because Portland doesn't really have anybody that can stop Embiid. I think he might walk into 40, and I think that Philly defensively can still have some issues on the perimeter. Uh, You're going to have Simons probably back. Him and Lillard should be able to create some mismatches on the perimeter as well. I think I'll lean over. I don't feel great about the total, but I think I'm going to lean that way. 
I wonder what that pays out. Uh, you just gave me something. Yeah, I'm on an over two. I think it's a lot of points. The, I'm sorry, I got distracted by something Scott said. Now it makes me want to look up. All right, so what do I get if I get 40 points from Embiid, 40 points from Lillard, and let's take the Tybull revenge game as he shuts down James Harden. James Harden doesn't get over 22 and a half. Okay, it's 23 so- to 1. 23 to 1. That sounds like a that sounds like a fun game script. Joel, Joel, Lillard. All right, we'll add. Okay, so he's got to make him get the ball out of his hand. So let's add his assist, uh, James Harden assist in there. Uh, oh, let's just do ten. Probably gonna be like what forty something to one. Three thirty, thirty three, thirty three, thirty three to one. Yeah, that's solid. I see a game script like that. Because I, I truly can see that's how Tybo gets back. It is by locking down whoever he's in charge of. And more than likely, that's going to be James Harden. Yeah. All right. Next game. on. Anyway, any more props you got? I was kind of tempted by Embiid assists because I do think even though Embiid should go crazy in this game, mm-hmm. Portland's going to have to double at some point. Like, don't they? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, like, I don't mind who do you double with? <laughs> who do you double with? Anybody. They're going to see Eubanks, and Eubanks is going to be calling for help as soon as he sees them beat across from him. They're going to be sending everybody. <laughs> help, help. As soon as he walks, as soon as yeah. he walks across half court, help, help. He's going to start screaming as soon as he sees Embiid check into the game from the scorer's help table. Me. Pretty help much. So me. I can see them desperation double teaming at times, and I think Embiid can find some open teammates. All right. <laughs> yeah, um, I like that. I like that. What's his assist prop? I think it's at three. Usually it's at around three and a half, which I think is going to be yeah, pretty three and a half minus one twenty eight. I like that. I like the price there. Uh, it really makes a lot of sense. If Portland knows and beads go and eat them alive, they're going to have to try to get the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah, I think Chauncey's better than that to just not try anything. So at least if it's just for like a quarter or a half, like even if it's just a small adjustment, he can get those four assists that quickly. Yeah. All right. Before we get to the next game of slate, we're going to talk about the official online sports book of the Sports Game on the Podcast Network, and that is when bet March Madness is here. It's not almost here, it's here. Have you seen did you see that Xavier and DePaul game yesterday? Did you did. see Marquette? And first of all, the Big East is the best conference tournament. By St. John's really had to blow that game. It was so they sick. did. They did. And, you know, I'm telling you, the Big East is the best conference tournament. I don't care what nobody say. I'm screaming from the rooftops. It is no conference tournament that gives you the action and the memorable uh, moments like the Big East tournament does. Congrats to a DePaul, by the way, who lost the game while shooting over 61% from the floor, which is the highest percentage in the history of the Big East tournament to lose a game. Congratulations to DePaul. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. They lost the game shooting 61%. They shot 61% from the floor and they lost the game. I did not know that that was the stat. Wow. It's the highest field goal percentage of all time in a losing effort in a Big East tournament game. Well, I'm glad I took the 12 and a half. <laughs> oh, that money line was going to be juicy, though. I was I was kind of sick. At least uh, they I beat think... Seton Hall. They'll have that goal 10, non-goal 10 block. All right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we're doing an ad read. That's what we're doing because... Boom. NBA, NHL, XFL, college basketball. You can bet all of that over at WinBet. Sign up today and receive special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. Limited to state availability. And, of course, the DGEN Parlay of the Week, where if you hit the longest par- parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. 
are subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 order and present state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Do we really get Rutgers with an uh, upset? They do play Purdue. They own really Purdue. <laughs> they, they always play, give Purdue problems. It's like Ron Harper Jr. is not there no more, but do we still... Do we they beat Purdue earlier this year. Then they went in Purdue. They did. Was it in Purdue? I think they won in Purdue. Yeah, last year. No, last year was at Rutgers. This year, this year they won in Purdue. Yeah. Ah. That tournament's been a huge upset, especially. I know. Had Ohio State make runs. Uh, Purdue State's made a run. Purdue does. Yeah, so my roommate in college, my sophomore year, his best friend was a huge Purdue fan. And he would tell me every single March Madness. Uh, well, not every single March Madness because we weren't roommates that long. But it was one time I remember specifically in March Madness. He was like, yeah, I'm a Purdue fan, but they're about to lose this first game. Watch. He was like, that's what they do. They always have a good season. They get to the tournament. They do nothing. Was that the they Little Rock, it. Arkansas game? I feel like it was. Is that, that was 2015? Yeah, give or take. I think it was 2015. Yeah, I, I think, I think fi- that's I, what it was. I remember I had Purdue in the final four in my bracket that year, and then I boarded a plane. <laughs> I boarded a plane to go from Wisconsin back to New York, and they were up They were up 12 with like three minutes to go in the game. And I'm like, all right, they're going to win, whatever. And then I get on the plane, lost in double overtime. I'm like, how the hell do you blow a 10-point lead <laughs> to Little Rock, Arkansas with like two minutes? Whatever. Matt Painter sucks. I hate him as a coach, so it wouldn't surprise me. Mm, let me see here before we. All right, we're not. If it is not I'm going sharp parts. money, we're gonna finish this. I'm I'm seeing sharp money on Purdue. All right, yeah, it's not gonna be two parts because I've already broken down two of these games this week, honestly, and I was wrong on one. So I'm gonna try to go perfect on it, and we're about to get to one of those games right now because the Atlanta Falcons. Wait, no, the Atlanta Hawks. Why they just need to get away from this bird mentality thing? That is a terrible mentality to have. You should have a better mentality than that. It is kind of weird Hawks, they have different birds. That is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't have a bird mentality. Being a bird is not something cool. People do not be a bird. All right, Atlanta Hawks are going to play the Washington Wizards in Washington. This is the second game of the back-to-back set. Atlanta won the first matchup where Washington was able to get us the cover by two on a last second three. I appreciate that. There was, you know, that line opened up at seven and a half, minus seven and a half for Atlanta. That well, last there's, game. there was some injury news, I thought, that caused that line to move. And then, well, no, no, the line moved because everybody hammered Washington because there's no reason you should be laying seven and a half on the road with Atlanta. So, and there, there weren't any injury concerns going into that game? No. With, like Porzingis no. or anybody? Okay. No. Mm-mm. Uh, so here we go. We have the Atlanta Hawks laying one and a half this time. Opened up at one. It's now up to one and a half. You have 238 is the total. That's come down half a point. It opened up at 238 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And you have for the Hawks pretty clean. Don't see any news there. I don't see anything for either team, actually. So looks like you can expect a full strength staff in this second game of the back-to-back set. So the what opposite you- of the Miami Heat. Yeah, everybody knows what I'm doing. I said it last time. I'm not changing at all. I'm still going Washington. What are you doing? This does feel like a good spot where both teams would just split uh, because the first game was so competitive. Mm-hmm. I am going to the over in this one uh, just because I liked what I saw from the overall pace of the first game with each quarter having at least 57 points and the game even went faster in the second half. I guess my question for you, if you are going to take Washington 
if Porzingis doesn't go for 43 points again, <laughs> who do you exactly <laughs> hey, have? Shout out to me for there? the Porzingis threes call. I said Porzingis threes and Ladderis threes. I felt like he was going to try to pull uh, one of those bigs outside the paint. And Bro, he, he went and got- 17 of 22 from the floor, and they still lost the game. Are you, you gotta win that? Are you game. certain that there's any type of adjustment that it like what adjustment can they really make to stop him? Like, I just think this is just a perfect matchup for him. I think it's a good like, matchup. They don't for have him. an I'm athletic acknowledging. I'm not expecting Porzingis to only miss five shots again. I'm expecting Beal and Kuzma to pick oh, things yeah, up. Well, of course, he might he's gonna cool down a little bit as long but. as uh Kuzma actually looks at the rim while he shoots and doesn't try another look away shot, which wasn't even close. I think that they'll probably piece it together a little <laughs> I bit. I was just watching Shaq to the Fool and watch it, <laughs> and I and because I had I saw it. But I didn't realize how funny it was until I saw the reactions of Porzingis behind him. And oh, everyone realized, died. Porzingis like, it was, was like miserable. everybody, yeah. like everybody that minute, like nobody's angry. Nobody's angry at all. Everybody's laughing. It's hilarious. And so <laughs> I, I understand. I understand your point about Washington, but I think I am. The more I think about it, going to lean to Atlanta because Porzingis basically had a career game. Mm-hmm. Kuzma at 25, Beal at 24, mm-hmm. and yet Atlanta still won. Trey at 28 and 10, he was on in a bit of a slump and he kind of snapped out of it. I kind of like how Atlanta's played lately. I'm not saying they're good, but I think Quinn Snyder's actually done some good things for them late in games in particular. And I yeah. kind of like them in the fourth quarter now, where that was an issue earlier this year. Murray also went five for 16, so I think there's room for him to improve. I think I'm going to lean to Atlanta. I'm not betting on this game. I'm just not going to bother. All right. Uh, I think I like the first half. I think that they get – like, uh, Washington comes out strong in the first half in this game. Just a one angry – you just lost that last game. Yeah. yeah, you feel – and they really, like, they really had a chance to win that game. Like, really mm-hmm. had a chance to win that game. And they just kind of let it slip through their hands in that fourth quarter. And, like you said, I am kind of afraid of them in the fourth quarter. But – uh, KW franchise in the chat talking about Beal is back to normal. He does. He actually looks like really good when he's out there on the court right now. So uh, hopefully he can kind of pick up for the slack if Porzingis doesn't go seven for ten from three again. Which I think that he's gonna have another good day from three. I'm taking his threes again this game. I'm with you on the over. Any other props you like in this one? I know Trey had a double double last game, but they've been a bit infrequent with his double doubles lately. So I'm not automatically gonna pivot to that. I know Capella was awful. People liked this matchup, and then it turned out to not be great. I'm on the under for Gafford. Gafford's been horrible, statistically Mm -hmm. speaking, for the last couple of weeks, and yet his props are still relatively high. His points are single digits, and it's not even close half the time. He wasn't even in foul trouble. He played 23 minutes. He had zero fouls, and he had four (laughs) points. He had four points and and two rebounds. They've completely phased him out and kind of embraced using Porzingis more as a center or using other options. I don't know if Gafford's in the doghouse or not, or they just have prefer to go to other options, but I'm going to keep that. I just think he's the, I, I just think he's the third best rebounder on the team. Like could be, but I'm going to keep taking the under with points and rebounds for Gafford because he's done nothing with this team lately. And with Capella, I'm not sold on that matchup for him. All right, let's go on to the, yeah, I'm still on Pazingas and Kuzma, but Bradley Beal did show me something. I, What's Bradley Beal's points brought before we get off this game? I'm concerned he's, that he's Beal's good. a little bit too passive now. Like, I know he wanted to prove that he was efficient. I still want him to try to take over a game every now and then, you know? 
and I feel like this is I feel like this is the one. Like last you you had a good day last day, you just didn't take over. I feel like he takes over now. Yeah, I'm he not was a scoring like, champion. He was a scoring champion, but everyone called him selfish and wanted to share the ball. I get all that. But you're also Bradley Beal. Like, can you find the nice like medium where you can average like twenty Give me Bradley Beal under six and a half assists, minus one thirty five. That's how we that's how we six and a half? Yes, okay. that's how we do it. That is how sure. we do it. We take Bradley Brills under six and a half assists. He doesn't pass the ball today. Six and a half. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that's how we he, do it. He had eight assists against Atlanta last game, which is kind of shocking. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How many times is he gonna get no? That's how we do it. That's how we fade him. We take his and Porzingis comes back down to earth a little bit. Beal comes up. We take his under assist. Okay. I can get behind right. that. Next game of the slate, we have your Brooklyn Nets going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves are laying four and a half. That line has stayed true to four and a half. However, the total has come down three and a half points, opened up at 230. Now it's at 226 and a half. Injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Brooklyn Nets. Not really anything because they played last night. However, uh, Jock Vaughn got really pissed off at all the starters and bitched them for the rest of the game. So those guys are relatively fresh. And... Uh, it, Spencer didn't what he expected to play. He rested last night, I think. And so the Minnesota Timberwolves, you have Jalen Noel, who is out. And then, you know, Cat is still dealing with the calf injury that has no timetable for return. He's so done for my, the year. They just haven't yeah, announced I, I feel like he is. But, you know, hey, maybe they say they we're trying to bring him back for the playoffs. No timetable. It's been three to four months. The season's over. <laughs> like, Conley, they don't have to fake it. It's fine. Mike Conley, Ant-Man, Jaden Daniels, Kyle Anderson, Rudy Gobert. All expected to get the start today. All right. Last night Nets. was bad. I'm on Nets money one. <laughs> Let's go. I'm, I mean, the Nets actively punted the game against Milwaukee, and they set the all-time franchise record, or maybe all-time record for most bench points in a single <laughs> game, but they cheated because they didn't use the starters after the first quarter. So they just had yep. three straight quarters of bench players, which definitely padded the numbers. But they saw the Bucks on the schedule, and said, why are we even trying to win this game when we play Minnesota on deck? Dinwiddie didn't play, Claxton didn't play, Bridges played 10 minutes, Finney Smith played about 9, or Bridges maybe played 12 minutes, and they just said, wait, why are we even bothering? We're down 17. And mm-hmm. they said, all right, we're not even going to try, and that means nothing to me. They waved the flag, and yet they still covered. Shout-out to the Nets bench unit. Yeah, shout-out to them. I am going to go with the Nets. I just saw Minnesota no-show a game against Philly, which was a good spot for them. Harden didn't play. Philly mm-hmm. had a game that landed 290 the day before, and they were on a back-to-back with travel, and they mm-hmm. still beat the crap out of this team. Minnesota's not good enough to be laying four and a half, and yes, it is a back-to-back. But once again, some of the starters didn't play for the Nets, and some of them played for a quarter, and they rested the other three quarters. I really don't think fatigue is that big of an issue for the Nets in this spot because of it. I'm going to pick the Nets. Yeah, so I I said I was going to pick the Nets, too. But I also said that I'm going to have some fun with this game. And everybody went – all the starters went under because they played like 10 minutes. Then Cam Thomas took every shot down the stretch, which he should. Do they not just go – I mean, come on. Do they not just come into Minnesota and everybody just picks up – all the starters just pick up the scoring that they were supposed to get yesterday? They played – they beat Sacramento on the road, Minnesota did. Then they faced off against Philly, who was on a back-to-back with travel, and they lost by 23 points at home. Yeah. Why like, the hell the starters, are they laying five points? The starters the starters for the Nets really, like – that's what I'm telling you. Take the starters for the Nets, take what they do best, and just bet the over. 
there Jacques Vaughn is a, is a person that gets the best out of his players. Like I'm and the Nets were playing that. decent basketball. They beat Boston yeah. on the road. They played Charlotte and Houston. Those teams stink, but they won each game by 16 plus points. They don't they have the most decent talent. Basketball. They don't have the most talent in the NBA, but Jacques Vaughn gets the most out of what he has. And yeah. so the most out of the Nets is better than the Timberwolves. I'll just go ahead and say that. And once again, him people are going to keep harping on the back to back. It wasn't a real back to back because nobody played. For the yeah, final no, three quarters. And I, like I said, I could I could see him just saying, all right, y'all got yesterday off. Like, that was y'all off day. Now you about to go put this work in. Take the starters. Take what they do best and just take the over. Parlay it. Have a day. Go win some money. I can't tell yeah, you what that, that. what that would put out to because they don't have any of the starters lines out yet. But when they do, I may drop it somewhere in the, in the Discord. So, yep, same thing. Brooklyn plus four and a half. Totals 226 and a half. I'm going to lean under. And that one, uh, Minnesota only scoring 94 in that game against Philly is a bit concerning, but Minnesota defensively has been decent lately. Gave up 109 to Golden State, 101 to the Clippers, 102 to the Lakers. The Kings game, they were awful, but the Kings defensively are great. Uh, Kings offensively, I mean, but the Nets defensively, I'll toss the Milwaukee game out. Gave up 96 to Houston, 86 to Charlotte and 105 to Boston in Boston. Mm -hmm. I like to have the defenses played. I'm going to go with the under. Yeah, I'm with you. I like a, I like a under. I just, I, I can't. The direction that this line is going is just telling me that this is probably going to be one of those under games. Yeah. All right. And T Rock three added in chat. It's also Friday. Brooklyn Nets Friday. Mm. All right. Any? I told you the props that I like in like one fell swoop. Is there anything in particular that you're eyeing? Uh, I mean, you, I feel like Bridges and Dimwitty should have pretty good games here. You mentioned the over for, for pretty much all the starters. I will not take Finney Smith over. I will not do it. He's been horrible. <laughs> yeah, okay. Game. Yeah, that all right. Uh, I saw Claxton was out with a thumb sprain uh, for the Milwaukee game. He also has an issue with his Achilles, so keep an eye on it. If he does play, I like the blocks. Last three games, four blocks against Houston, three blocks against Charlotte, three blocks against Boston. And you know Gobert is going to try at least three crappy post moves in this game, and Claxton's going to punch <laughs> him into the fifth row. If Claxton plays, I'll take the over and block. Oh, man. You know what's going to happen? Gobert's going to try like some ridiculous layup, and Claxton's going to punt it if he plays in this game. So keep an eye on Claxton, but I like the blocks. All right. Next game of the slate, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers going to play the Miami Heat. This line moved as we were talking about the Minnesota game. It was minus half a point for Cleveland. It is now over to minus two Miami. So I'm going to do somewhat of an attempt to find out what injury news happened that moved this line that way. Well, I know I have it in front of me, so I'll let, I'll let you guess. We'll play a mini game. I'll let you guess okay. the play. All right, so who moved the line that uh, – Spider has been in and out of the lineup. But Garland is a sneaky out on a random day. And for so the I record, Spike, my, nobody was promoted on Miami. So it's not a Miami guy. No, that so it is a, so it's it a is Cleveland, a Cleveland out. It's a Cleveland thing. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. So I think the if I were setting the line, Donovan Mitchell would be the favorite. But I think the value would be on Darius Garland because he sneakily does not get in games and has a big value on that team. So I'm going to say Garland. Is that your final answer? Yes, it is. That is correct. Garland is questioned. Yes. <laughs> For the record, it was not going to be Mitchell because if Mitchell was out, the line would have moved like four points. 
The line didn't move enough if it was going to be oh, okay. All right. I thought maybe you'd guess Mobley. I thought it was either going to be no. Mobley so I was Mobley. so I was thinking, but I was like, oh, I don't know if Mobley and Allen are out. Does the line like does it flip all the way to two point favorite? I, I I'm like not sure what Allen's even part. worth at this point. He's kind of been underwhelming for the last couple of weeks. Mobley's still very good, but except the one day I didn't bet on him, he goes and has a double double. Whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, I still like Allen as a player, but recently I know, he hasn't exactly been great. But yeah, it, Garland's questionable, so just keep an eye on it. Okay. Yuck, the Heat are two-point two favorites now. And this is a back-to-back game set. They did lose the first game. So if you want to go for the immediate revenge angle at home. No. I think I am going to lean to Miami. I'm not uh, laying two. I'm taking them on the money line. I'm not. Yeah, the money two. line is going to be the play. I, I see I'm it being you. close. Uh, do you lean to the under blindly because they just played a 204? Let's say that two twelve and a half. It was two fifteen or so. Now it's down to like two twelve. Especially if you don't like, if you take Garland out of that, so you're unless the argument is Mitchell's going to have the ball even more, so he's just going to start chucking. But then you have more Karis Levert as well. Oh God! <laughs> so that. it's like <laughs> anything but that. Okay. The, but the other day, Karis Levert did make a high IQ basketball play on a drive and kick out for three. That's his high IQ play of the month. Yeah. So. Yeah, franchise I, mentioning Mitchell assists. That I don't mind. If you want to be really sneaky with it, Rubio? You want to make a Rubio play if there's some props on him? I can see a Rubio from threes play, actually. Like, I yeah. can see that happening. So, all right. <sighs> yeah, give me, give me Miami first half. I'm going to do the same thing I did with Washington. Give me Miami first half. They just played this team. They get out early. Try to Miami was battling back the entire game. Like the mm-hmm. entire game, try to battle back in that game and get the win. So I'm going Miami to play a better game early on. I'll take Miami first half. I'm still not laying points. I'll take the money line. Yeah, I can get behind that. I'll lean Miami anyway just because it's a game that they're going to need to have. They're at home. They're still a good home team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll lean Miami money line, but it's another game I'll probably watch from a distance. It is on TV, so I'll watch the game. All right, and talked about the total. We both like the under. Any other props? We kind of hit on props already, too. Uh, Mobley assists, I'm tempted by. I saw that number was pretty low. I think it was at really? around like two and a half or so. It seemed very, very low. Has he been getting this recently? Especially with Garland potentially not playing. I just think that number is going to be too low because you're looking at his games against Miami in his career. He's been really, really good at facilitating. Mm-hmm. And in the last game that they played, which was a couple of days ago, Mobley ended up having a pretty solid facilitating day. Just to go through the numbers, he had six assists. In fact, he's had six assists in two of the last three games in general. I think you're going to see Mobley have a pretty good game here because we know Miami sprinkles in some zone coverage. They try to change up their looks. Mobley's the guy sitting in the middle of that zone. I think he could have some opportunities to get other guys involved. Do you see a number on his assist? Uh, I know it was up earlier, and I think it was two and a half. But let me just see what I could find. If it's two and a half, um, I think it was at, two and a half. Looking at his pulled, last, those. that sucks. Yeah, look at his last six games without Darius Garland: three, one, two, three, three, three. Mm-hmm. It's so been good against Miami. Last, four so. the last six. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like that. Good call there, Scott. If there's a line, if there's a line on it, once again with Garland being out, everything's kind of been thrown out. Uh, but yeah, I don't even. I see Mobley at two and a half, but. It went from like minus 110 to minus 170. So, 
Yeah, that's not available anymore. Uh, if you want to go for four, you can try to take a shot at that. But yeah, it's at like 270 now. So that ship has kind of sailed. Uh, franchise is asking me if I want to fade Bam Adebayo yet. No, I will actually do nothing with Bam Adebayo. As a matter of fact, because you brought up Bam Adebayo, I'm going to move on to the next game of the slate, and that is the Denver Nuggets going to play the San Antonio Spurs. Nuggets are laying 12 and a half. Stay true at 12 and a half. Uh, total stay true too at 236. Injury report for these two teams, and you have Kankar questionable. That's about it for them. And for the San Antonio Spurs, oh, look at this. Jeremy Sochan is probable. Zach Collins not on the injury report. Trey Jones not on the injury report. Doug McDermott is probable. Romeo Langford is probable. Birch is out. All right. It's one of the weirdest scheduling spots of the season. San Antonio hasn't played since the 5th. I don't think I've seen that before. Just a casual, basically full, like a casual week off after the All Star break. Like whatever, just give me San Antonio plus twelve and a half. I guess I'm taking Denver uh, in this game. Uh, I think it's a great spot for Denver. They just got buried at home by Chicago, and that loss kind of got to marinate for a couple of days. I think Denver's going to come out and smack this team. They've not been very good on the road, but San Antonio's last two games, you lost at home to Houston by twelve. And then you lost to Houston again by 32 points on the road. <laughs> 32 to Houston. I'm going to their defense. I think here. they sat everybody that game. I hope they did in their sake, for their sake. But I'm, I'm going to go with Denver here. They got buried at home by Chicago. San Antonio wants to lose games. I think it's a good spot for Denver to bounce back and win this game comfortably. Give me Let's a Jokic triple-double in three quarters. This is the type of game where for three quarters, San Antonio – proves that they're actually not the worst team in the league and then the fourth quarter comes and then they remember oh yeah we're trying to get this guy named Wimpiana so they just you know that happens or Denver's up 25 after the first quarter there's no middle ground yeah it actually is no middle ground so good luck uh, if you feel like you have to bet this game and if you do truly truly feel like you have to bet this game 1-800-GAMBLER is a very valuable resource I don't even know I don't don't know what I, I don't even know what I want to do with the total and I mean, I'll take, I'll take Denver team total over. I don't, I'm just not, I'm not, I don't even want to bet player props. I don't want to bet this game at all. I, I truly don't want to bet this game. At I all. like yoga triple double, uh, but that's not <laughs> okay. <hot cake> anymore. <laughs> okay. What is that? Minus 120 now? Uh, probably around there. Uh, but I want to pull up the opponent assist per game numbers here because you're assuming he's going to get the rebounds and the points. Uh, San Antonio is allowing the most assists in the entire league. So. Yeah, Yoke's triple-double is probably where I'd lean for player props in this game. Jamal Murray threes has been good, so I'd probably p- pivot that way too. Shout-out to him for passing Will Barton uh, and becoming the number one three-point shooter in the franchise's history. Uh, but I just see Jokic having a triple-double in this game. Yeah, this is just uh, ugly, ugly Friday night basketball. The, the Nuggets really should win that game by 30. They but... should win this game by 30, so... Especially awful loss. So they, sh- they should be motivated to actually care about this game, kind of. <laughs> Does Jamal Murray finally break the three-point record today? <laughs> I, said, I hope for his sake he does. He's done very, very well from three. When he said today's the day, I just I don't know why I didn't just go all in and just put the under on his threes. But when he said today's the day, I'm like, wow, that's kind of a jinx, isn't it? <laughs> and sure enough, it was. All right. 
I hope he says it. If he says it again today, then I'm definitely taking it under because he's not going to hit one. His threes, though, have been a juice two and a half, and he's been going over easily. So I'm curious if they moved it to three. Except and a half last game not. when he needed it the yeah. most. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it happens. You have one of those uh, off this, games. But Murray's two and a half at minus 140. The number's too really low. Should, yeah, no, he should be very motivated. But then again, he only needs one, but he should be motivated to hit, because he only hit one last game. He should really be motivated. All right. I'm done talking about that game. Yeah. Uh, let's, before we get to the last game of the slate, got to talk to you about our new sponsor, Shady Rays. Look, if you haven't seen Andrew Robb, you haven't seen Sean, they're sporting the Shady Rays sunglasses. Mine, I heard they're in the mail. They said that I get a free pair individually. Scott, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I tried to put in a good word for you and I said, hey, can you send one? But they said that it was too much with the New York and the postal system and all that. It's so my they fault. Just decided I, to send it. It, no, it, be honest. It's because I didn't show up to the happy hour podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it as well. But uh-huh. they said they're sending mine on the way. And I'm telling you guys, they're going to be amazing. If you look at this stuff, they are great. They have donated money too. Like, not even just collecting the profits of their cool sunglasses, but they're donating money over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding america and if you don't love them guess what you can send them back and return them for free within 30 days shadyrays.com and use promo code sgpn you'll get 50 percent off two pairs of polarized sunglasses rated five stars by over 200,000 people shadyrays.com promo code sgpn let's go ahead and Get to the last game of the night. We have the Toronto Raptors going to play Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers open up as a one-point favorite. Now the line is over to minus two. Toronto on the road. 224.5 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Toronto Raptors, Will Barton is probable. Wait, Will Barton's on the Raptors? Good for him. Did I miss this? I, I didn't even know at the time. When did this... I. And it's like it's not even that he's probable because he just joined the team. No, he's probable because he was sick. How long has Will Barton been on the Raptors? Okay, whatever. All right, Will Barton's probable. Otto Porter Jr., you're probably never going to see him again. And for the Lakers, you have D'Angelo Russell is in this game. Anthony Davis is probable. Mo Bamba was just announced that he's he's shut down for the rest of the season. He rolled his ankle. And LeBron James, you know, is out as well. I think Will Barton moved this line two points. Yeah, give or take. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. What are you doing now that you know that Will Barton is probable to play for the Toronto Raptors? Well, I hope he's probable to warm the bench because I hope he doesn't actually see a minute on the court. <laughs> but uh, uh, looking at the head-to-head, there's one team that owns the Lakers in recent years. It's the Clippers. Clippers are the given team that owns this team. However, we've mentioned it before. I'll remind people, Toronto low-key owns this team, and it has been that way for a long time. I've mentioned this trend for a couple of years. To go yep. through the numbers here, Toronto has won 14 of the last 16 head-to-head meetings between these teams. And Toronto the two – wait, 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 wait. The two wins that the Lakers have are in Toronto. Yeah. Which means that the Lakers have not won a game in either the Staples Center or the Crypto.com Center against the Raptors since 2014. <laughs> it's been that long. So I like Toronto more well, than they were in the Lakers' but... defense. There were some really bad teams in there. 
So was Tor- yeah. I mean, Toronto was decent, actually. They had the Dwayne Casey yeah. there. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. So in, in their defense, in their they defense. also won a championship and still couldn't beat the Raptors. But you know, there's a separate <laughs> story. But <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna say it kind of balances out. I'm gonna go with Toronto. I just think Nurse is a better coach than Ham. And yes, AD is probable, and he should be in line for a massive game here. Like, don't get me wrong, he should have a huge game. I'm going to go with Toronto just because, historically speaking, they have always matched up well against the Lakers. And you could argue that the history trends don't mean anything because, you know, different rosters, whatever. 14 of 16 is tough to ignore. I'm going to go with Toronto in the spot. And I, and I hate Toronto this year. Like, that's a huge <laughs> that is like, a big, thing for me to take. Very, I'm going to lean Toronto. Yeah, it's very big for you. It is. All right, look. My analysis of this game has absolutely zero to do with basketball. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really not going to lie to you. My analysis has yes, zero Will to Barton. do with basketball. No, not even Will Barton. <laughs> even though that is and that is a very good ad. Like, yeah, yeah, Will Barton should secure a win for them. However, 66% of bets are on the Lakers, 77% of the money. However, this line moved from Lakers minus one to Toronto minus two. It's pretty much it. I'm yep. really good. I'm so good. <laughs> I'm, there's no way I'm backing the a public side going against the Sharps where the books probably need the Lakers to lose and everybody's still betting the Lakers. And then guess what? They're going to bet the Lakers even more because now you're getting them at plus money. I'm also going to ask, really, is, is the good. first game that they're going to play after the Van Vliet comments, are you expecting a huge disparity in favor of Toronto or in favor of the Lakers? So, why the hell would the league want to help out Toronto? What I will say is that from the Netflix documentary, what he did confirm for me is that all these refs do talk to each other, and when you piss one ref off, they are very petty and will spread the word to the refs of the next game and make. We're talking about Donaghy, right? There's a lot of Netflix yeah. documentaries. <clears throat> Just throwing it out there. There's oh, a yeah, lot Donaghy, of documentaries yeah. on yeah. Netflix. Okay, cool. And it, and f- fun fact: a lot of the people that he ref with are still refs in the league today, which is shout crazy out, to Foster. me. He's friends with Foster, I think. Yeah, no, they're not friends no more. Scott Foster were after friends. that stuff. Yeah. yeah, Scott Foster has cut off all communication after that. And, you know, it's a fake friend. But I'm positive that Scott Foster was betting on games. But it's Scott Foster. All right. I'm yeah, assuming no, Joey I'm Crawford Toronto. was too, but he's not in the league anymore. So. I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to get there on Tony Brothers. Tony Brothers, I was really holding Tony Brothers down, but after that Lakers and Celtics game, I really think Tony Brothers be betting on games too. Like I really do. There's no way that you missed that call. Okay, Toronto, very easy. Two twenty four and a half. This one's a pretty tricky total. I really don't have a strong opinion on the total. I think I'm going to lean under, but I don't feel great about it. I don't really have a thought. I'll, uh, I guess I'll lean under because the Lakers' defense has been good lately. But once again, I really don't have an opinion on the total. I'm just going to lean to Toronto. Mm, yeah, Lakers' defense has been good. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I, I was going to go over and just play the the refs are really pissed to start calling a bunch of fouls. And it's Toronto. Do they care? Yeah, that's what I was. That's also like literally. Wow, Scott. Oh my god. That's also what I just said. That is also just Toronto, and nobody actually cares about Toronto. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I'm going under with you. Props. Yeah, I do like the AD ladder. I'm not going to lie. I still think they lose, but I like the AD ladder. I'm just going to read off his stats the last couple games against Toronto. Last two games, one game in 2021, one game in 2020, played 33-plus minutes in both. 
12 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, and then 14 points, six rebounds, three assists. I don't know why he has a, has a hard time with Toronto, but they also have no center now. So it's not the same situation. They used mm. to have Marc Gasol. They used to have like Valentin. They had some guys who are actually bodies. No offense to Yaka Pertle, but Anthony Davis should have a pretty good game tonight. He had oh, a 20 no, so rebound would, game against the Milwaukee. No, so that's literally what I was about to bring up. If we look at AD's last five games against Yaka Pertle, 34 and 11, 23 and 10, 35 and 17, 25 and 15, 21 and 12. Yeah, so sounds about I feel right. confident. I feel confident in AD today. I feel pretty solid in AD today. And adding the fact that there's no other person like it's going to be all AD because more than likely they're going to lock up pretty much the rest of the roster. Mm. All right. That is it, guys. We are on to the lock and dog segment. Suck it, Moon Off. We are going under an hour. Well, it's going to be like we got four minutes. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. (laughs) (laughs) We, We can have time to extend this. Watch yourself. All right, for my lock, I'm going with Toronto minus two. Sorry. I'm I, I'm not. That is premium reverse line movement, like premium reverse line movement. Toronto minus two. I think that ultimately Anthony Davis is the one mismatch problem, and I think that they'll do a really good job defensively on everybody else. And I don't think Anthony Davis is going for 80 tonight. So I'm going to take Toronto minus two. And for my dog, yuck. <laughs> I'll take Dame to score 40 for uh what's that at plus 320. Yeah, I'll take Dame to score 40 for plus 320. I don't think anybody is stopping Dame today on Philadelphia. He has a good Dame. Yeah, 360. So plus 360, Dame to score 40 points. He has a good day. Everybody else sucks. Okay. Uh so for me, uh the lock, I am gonna go to I have a couple options here. I'm gonna go to the Denver game. I'm gonna take Denver first quarter, minus four. Uh, oh, I, think facts. I, I think after losing to Toronto, after losing to uh, Chicago comfortably at home and with San Antonio losing by 30 plus to the Rockets, I expect Denver to come out focused in this game. And we know they should have lost great, to Toronto, too. Yeah, they've, they've been Toronto. a great first quarter team all season long. San Antonio has got nothing to play for. I, I think that you could also argue that they'll kind of flat because they haven't played since the fifth. So I'm going to go with Denver first quarter minus four as my lock. And for my dog, I'm going to go with the Nets money line. It gives me an excuse to fade Minnesota. I didn't need an excuse, but I'll take the excuse. Uh, <laughs> once again, they got buried by Philly in a terrible spot for Philly, and Harden didn't even play, and that game was a rout. The Nets didn't use basically any starters yesterday, so they should be somewhat rested. Defensively, they've been good. Jock Vaughn's a pretty good coach. Give me the Nets money line, and right now the price that I'll go with for that Nets money line is around uh, – I need this to load so we finish in under an hour – uh Nets money one <laughs> plus one fifty five. All right. No, I'm with you. I, I saved the Nets for you because I knew that was gonna be your dog, but I I'm with you. I'll be having a bet in on the Nets tonight. So anything else for the people before we get up out of here? No, uh college basketball season. Looking forward to the uh conference tournament games today. Should be fun. Shout out to uh the St. Peter's Maris game, ten seed versus eleven seed in the semifinals of a conference tournament. March at its finest. <laughs> that is insane. 10 seed versus 11 seed in the That is insane. That is insane. And for the All record, right. there's only 11 teams in the conference. Yeah, that's insane. That's literally insane. It is March. All right. You know where to find him. I'm at really real underscore underscore. He's at Russia Radio. Uh, make sure you follow the Twitter page at S- SGPN NBA. Make sure you leave us a review and like the stream. Like the stream cowards. before you get up out of here. You cowards. Make sure you like the stream. 
and subscribe, do all of that stuff. Appreciate you, everybody, for listening. I see all the great comments in the chat, which y'all thanking us and all of that. Love y'all just as much. Other than that, though, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do, no other way of ending the podcast like this. Cash the under one hour at plus a thousand. Fuck you, Moon Off. We're out of here. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going.